we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the dim. It go down. It go down in the dim. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of The Rob Carson Show. I just want to say something real quick. I was in New York City in uh, December of last year for several days broadcasting on the air. And uh, I want to say that I was sexually assaulted by Bill de Blasio in one of the display windows at Macy's. And if I said that, and if I really meant it, I would actually have more evidence than E. Jean Carroll did of a sexual assault Donald Trump supposedly committed in Bergdorf Goodman, I don't know, in a year she doesn't remember. But all I need is a, a like-minded jury and a kangaroo court and ta-da! That's how it works. That's how it works in New York City. Where's that other case, that Alvin Bragg case with, uh, with the, uh, the uh, past the uh, statute of limitations uh, campaign violation to pay off Stormy Daniels? Where'd that go? Oh, where did the uh, nuclear secrets in, uh, in uh, Donald Trump's uh, Mar-a-Lago mansion, where'd that go, Joe Scarborough, while you're digging up for some stuff? Yeah, a little bit more of the same old stuff, a little bit of more of the same old, same old. But you know, the amazing thing is there's even bigger things that we're going to get today. Uh, with regard to Joe Biden's crime family, the the the, uh, the news is coming out about that. Uh, new news that the CIA was actually involved in throwing the 2020 election. Yeah, there's that. And then Tucker Carlson going to Twitter and why he left Fox. And remember what I told you about uh, Tucker Carlson, his last monologue and everything. And then the following uh, Tuesday after January the 6th, his expose. Well, it's all coming true. So we've got all of that on the show today. And here's the number if you want to chime in on any of it, 800-922-6680. 800-922-6680. Oh, these are um, how many words? four words that you will never hear out of my mouth at the same time ever again. So write them down. <clears throat> Here they are. And actually, one of them is not a word. It's just uh, three initials. But you'll get it. CNN, must-see TV. There you go. I'm... <laughs> I'm going to watch CNN tonight. I know. My family's giving me crap about it. Are you going to watch CNN? Yeah, I'm going to watch CNN. My son's like, you're actually going to watch CNN? Yeah, I'm going to watch CNN. I want to watch this town hall tonight with with, uh, Donald Trump. It should be pretty awesome because uh, I don't think CNN CNN anchors are used to getting a little what fur from the person that they are being 
they are interrogating. It, it should be quite spicy tonight on uh, on CNN. So that's coming up. Uh, what else is going on today? Oh, George Santos is in custody. He is being indicted on 13 federal charges, including money laundering, wire fraud, and is accused of uh, donor money to buy designer clothes and cover his debts. Oh, good. Uh, prosecute the hell out of him and throw him in jail. End of discussion. I'm not even going to defend him because that's not how we roll. We don't, uh, when, when there is massive amounts of evidence like this, uh, we say, hey, you know what? If he's crooked, um, put him in jail. And you only got about 300 more members of Congress to go after now. That's all you got to do. So George Santos is in custody. Apparently, he uh, used political money to line his pockets. That's kind of weird. Not to the tune of tens of billions of dollars like the Bidens, but he uh, unlawfully applied for unemployment benefits. <gasps> this following 2020, where billions of dollars were actually uh, taken from the uh, the federal government uh, fraudulently for um, for COVID loans and unemployment. There is that going on there. Uh, the charges related to unemployment benefits carry potential additional political sting since the benefits draw funds from the state whose voters send him to Washington. Yeah. Yeah, really, you know, we're not going to fall on the sword for uh, for him. And, and I never have because I always thought he was kind of uh, kind of a POS, to be quite honest. But let's get to the uh, the big news of the day, shall we? The Biden family got a million dollars from Romania while Joe vowed to clean up corruption. The GOP influence peddling probe into $10 million in foreign cash reveals Hunter set up 15 companies after his dad became vice president. And the committee is now laying out where all the money came from, including places like China. I've got some great audio I want to share. But Republicans are digging in on over $10 million received by Biden family members from foreign actors, including previously undisclosed $1 million in Romanian-linked payments, which I do believe is one half of the GDP of Romania. And a web of 20 companies created while Joe Biden was president, or vice president, I should say, and pushing anti-corruption efforts abroad. And it's kind of weird because uh, everybody knew about this way back when, and even the FBI didn't say anything about it. Isn't that kind of crazy? House Oversight Committee Republicans, led by Jim Comer, released a second records memorandum that expands on information it received from subpoena returns as a committee continues to investigate the Biden's family business. Here's a little bit from uh, uh, Jim Comer this morning with regard to all of the corruption of the Biden crime family. The committee is concerned by the complicated, suspicious network of over 20 companies we have identified the Bidens and their associates used to enrich themselves. Most of these companies were limited liability companies formed during Joe Biden's vice presidency. The bank records show the Biden family, their associates, and their companies received over $10 million from foreign nationals and their companies. And what does the Biden family do for a living? Anybody want to tell me what those LLCs do? Do they build stuff? Are they like uh, software companies? Or are they just selling uh, proximity to Joe Biden? Yeah, pretty much that's it. Some of that money came from a Chinese company and went to Hunter Biden's company. Other transfers occurred with the help of Rob Walker, who then sent it on to different Biden family members. This is not how lawful businesses nah. operate. Nah. 
Chinese nationals affiliated with the Bidens created limited liability companies in the United States and then in a short period of time transferred their interest to a Chinese company that sent money to the Bidens. That's kind of crazy. This is not normal. No. Hunter Biden and his associates courted business in countries that correlated directly with Joe Biden's work as vice president. Isn't that weird? Isn't that kind of weird how Joe Biden, for some odd reason, hasn't bothered to find the origins of COVID, even though two federal agencies have said, yeah, it came from the Wuhan lab. Yeah, it came from right there. And isn't it weird that Joe Biden made us energy dependent again and is making everything go electric and just in time for China to build some battery factories in Michigan and for us to double down on solar and wind power with all of the, all of the minerals needed for those things coming from China? And isn't it kind of weird that Joe Biden allowed a Chinese spy balloon to hover above our most sensitive military installations for eight days before finally shooting it down when it got off the uh, East Coast after its damage had been done? I wonder if there was any, I don't know, quid pro quo with regard to that. Yeah. The Romanian transactions outlined in the bank records released by the committee were from Cypriot, a company controlled by Gabriel Pajivcu. Who was at the time under investigation for criminal criminal corruption in Romania and later convicted for bribery-related offenses? Uh, by the way, this is uh, after corruption, uh, uh, anti-corruption speeches and meetings with Romanian leaders that Vice President Joe Biden did between uh, 2014 and 2015. So he was saying one thing and covering up for something else. Between 2015 and 2017, Robinson Walker and LLC received $3 million from Bladen Enterprises Limited, Povachiku's uh, Cypriot company, which was then paid out to Biden family members in a total sum over $1 million. But let's focus on uh, E. Jean Carroll and Bergdorf Dorman in a year that she didn't remember, because that's the important stuff. The first payments received by the LLC just weeks after then-Vice President Biden hosted Romanian President Klaus Johannes at the White House, and they discussed anti-corruption policies. <laughs> this is so great. This is so great. Here's a little bit more from uh, Jim Comer with regard to the blockbuster revelations that are coming out today that show that uh, not only was Joe Biden uh, and his family receiving tons and tons of money from foreign governors, governments, but also that our DOJ uh, actively covered it up from 2016 through the election of 2020 and still on till today. This committee will not pursue witch hunts or string the American people along for years with false promises of evidence that is beyond circumstance. You mean like the January the 6th uh, uh, committee? Or you mean like that whole uh, Russia collusion committee where $40 million of our money was spent by the FBI to go after false charges after it was revealed that Hillary Clinton literally worked with the FBI to pay for a dossier to try to pin Donald Trump with Russia collusion just in time for the election that she ended up losing potential evidence as representative adam schiff and the democrats did for years i trust the whistleblower a subpoena from this committee is a powerful tool that i do not take lightly the level of detail provided to senator grassley led me to conclude a subpoena was warranted and i stand by that assessment yeah yeah i will say this when Senator Grassley approached me with the information the whistleblower provided, it was because of the information we've learned 
through this committee's own investigation that indicated to me the whistleblower's allegations are consistent with our independent findings. Those findings are what I called you here today to discuss. Uh-huh. By the way, a committee aide said to the uh, Daily Mail, they've sifted through thousands of pages of financial records related to the Biden family and their associates' transactions. Suspicious activity reports. Yeah. IRS documents. And uh, they all come from the Treasury Department. And they claim to prove that the Biden family corruption and influence peddling has benefited at least 12 family members. That's how Joe Biden and his family are able to live so high on the hog and really not do anything for a living. You know, did you did you ever notice that? Meanwhile, the committee revealed through uh, that several Biden family members obtained one million dollars from a Chinese company through a third party in more than 15 incremental payments. That's right. You can have your president and pay for him in 15 easy incremental payments. One thing we learned that we had success to treasure, Treasury suspicious activity reports is that there were many Biden families in on the peddling scheme. This is according to Jim Comer. We will present bank records today, and he did, and talk about the different people they were taking money from, their ties to foreign nationals in some of the worst countries on the planet. And I think the American people will have lots of questions to be answered by Joe Biden. This is Nancy Mace. Nancy Mace is kind of an anti-Trumper bordering on rhino today. And actually, she delivered the mic, the mic drop moment of the morning. What we're proving to you today is showing you actual bank records, actual evidence of shell companies and businesses or more businesses and more Bidens involved that we knew of. You have to issue more subpoenas because every time we turn over a rock, there's more information. There's more possible corruption. There's more possible allegations that need to be investigated. This is what we know today. Money flowed from the Chinese Communist Party aligned with uh, with individuals into American shell companies. And then that money was wired and transferred to Biden family members. What about those nuclear secrets at Mar-a-Lago? This could be the most corrupt scheme in American politics where a sitting vice president, where we saw members of his family, nine members so far, there may be more, that were enriched from countries all over the world. And we're providing more information about Romania today. We know about China. We know that the president denied this during an election in 2020, continues to deny it to this day. And we want uh, everyone held accountable if they have, they have violated their oath of office. Yeah, and here's the mic drop moment. The Biden family needs to answer for this. And the DOG, DOJ needs to get off its ass and investigate. Whoa. We've done the work for them so they can't screw it up now. <laughs> if these allegations, any of these allegations are proven true, then someone with the last name Biden needs to be charged, prosecuted, and maybe spend a little time in prison to take to account and responsible for the actions they've taken today. There's the mic drop. That's the mic drop we were looking for. <laughs> All right, so here's the number. It's 800-922-6680. I've got some more great audio from Byron Donalds and Jim Jordan about what's happening on this morning. Also, I've got a lot of information on the CIA and the FBI being involved with the intel letter that everybody signed that said Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation, even though the FBI knew it wasn't. And then, of course, uh, lots of news with regard to Tucker Carlson and where he has taken his show. Thoughts on that as well. This, my friends, is a Wednesday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Driving snowflakes and candy aisle kids crazier every day. It's The Rob Carson Show. The Biden family needs to answer for this. And the DOG, DOJ needs to get off its ass and investigate. 
We've done the work for them so they can't screw it up now. If these allegations, any of these allegations are proven true, then someone with the last name Biden needs to be charged, prosecuted, and maybe spend a little time in prison to take to account and responsible for the actions they've taken today. Is that the SS Vitanic? The watertight doors are breached. They are breached. They are. It's sinking. Everybody get off. Susan Rice, go to the lifeboats. Oh, you already went. Okay. Uh, uh, Rachel Walensky, get to the life. Oh, you already jumped off. Okay, never mind. Hold on. Yeah, there you go, the old SS Titanic. Remember when I made up that analogy about the uh, the Joe Biden presidency at the beginning of his presidency? I said that uh, after the election of 2020, I said that uh, just like the Titanic, the SS Titanic is uh, setting sail with uh, with an old man at the helm. And what they didn't realize is that in the uh, the cargo hold below, the coal bins were on fire. That apparently weakened the hull of the Titanic to the point where there are some pictures, actually, where the hull kind of looked a little warped. And, uh, and we, you and I, the truth tellers, the people who know what is happening and we're called uh, deniers and all that stuff about everything from the laptop to, uh, uh, you know, to uh, Russian disinformation and all that. Yet we're the fire in the belly of the SS Titanic. And I told you we weren't going out. We were not going out. As much as they try, as much as the mainstream media, as much as the deep state worked with social media to call our thoughts disinformation and misinformation and all of that nonsense, the fire was still burning. The fire was still burning. And the hull of the SS Titanic is weak. And I'm going to go ahead and say what I have been saying, which is I don't believe that Joe Biden is going to make it to the election. For a number of reasons, one of them being criminal malfeasance. There you go. This is Jim Jordan this morning about the uh, Biden criminal family and all of the uh, suspicious banking reports and the whistleblower of the FBI saying that all of this is true. Thousands of pages of bank records the committee has reviewed, and that has told us that there are now multiple, as Mr. Donald just said, multiple LLCs receiving money from foreign entities and paying that money out to multiple members of the Biden family. And the fundamental question is the one Byron just raised. What's that? For what? Yeah. What did they do? Mm. What was the business? What service did they provide? They apparently might have built widgets. What value did they add? What did they do to warrant receipt of the money? Or thingamajigs? That is the fundamental question, and no one seems to have an answer to that fundamental question. Weird. Why not just be honest with us? Yeah. Why not tell us the truth? But I would tell you this, I think it's a pattern with this administration. They haven't been square with us, straight with us, straight with the American people about anything. And uh, even worse, that our American news media, despite having the First Amendment as the greatest piece of legislation in the history of mankind, uh, bedded down with the state to cover it all up. More from Jim Jordan. They, told, they tell us the border is secure. We know it isn't. They tell us our debt ceiling bill is going to hurt veterans. No, it doesn't. Joe Biden said during the campaign yeah. <laughs> that the letter from 51 former intel officials when he used it in the debate, he portrayed it as if it was organic. And we now know through another investigation yeah. that we're all working on yeah. 
That, in fact, it was coordinated. That letter from... Yeah, it was coordinated. And and our federal government, CIA and FBI, apparently uh, chose sides in an election that resulted in their candidate winning, which to me would say that election was questionable. One former intel officials was coordinated with the Biden... That's disinformation. ...campaign, so much so... The Biden campaign told Mike Morrell, here's the journalist. We want you to have uh, the story to the letter to first. Why not just be straight with us? I don't know. Why not come clean? <laughs> Why not tell us the truth? Dear, dear. Tell the American people the truth. They deserve that from their government. Again, the fundamental question is, what did they do to warrant the receipt of millions and millions? Yeah, are you uh, kind of uh, sick of the gaslighting, being told that you're crazy for having these thoughts? When, in fact, you were always right and the mainstream media and the deep state were covering it all up. Isn't that just amazing? Here's a number, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, it's Carson. Some big news. Former President Trump is urging you to get a copy of David Horowitz's new book, It's called The Final Battle. It's a number one bestseller. The Final Battle reveals a secret plan led by leftists and a new woke generation who want to destroy America, and we know it. Horowitz says they're in schools, our churches, even our military. The Final Battle explains how Joe Biden and the big media want to stop Trump and DeSantis before 2024. Horowitz even names the names of secret players behind it all. Newsmax calls Final Battle the book of the year. I've got a copy of it in my office. Mike Huckabee says he couldn't stop reading it. Get Final Battle in bookstores and check out the free offer and save $28. Just call 800-NEWSMAX, that's 800-NEWSMAX, or go to FinalBattle611.com to get your free copy today. The one thing the America-hating left and Democrats didn't expect. Unlike them, we don't hate America. We are finally putting America first. It's the Rob Carson Show. Lots and lots of news today. Bank records showing the Biden family received $10 million in payments from China and other foreign interests. All of that. Wow, that's that's pretty crazy stuff. We also know now that the CIA was involved, apparently, in the uh, the letter from 51 Intel agents saying that uh, the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation, even though the FBI knew it wasn't. That's pretty big. Isn't and, and that kind of big? I would venture to say, and, and I've only been alive uh, 57 years, but I say it's the most corrupt thing I've ever heard in American history. And just me. Just me. I'm just throwing it out there. You know, I mean, we can really focus on those nuclear secrets down there at Mar-a-Lago, you know. But uh, I want to stick with this one, actually. Yeah. A lot of stuff happening. Oh, the University of Georgia's football team has rejected an invitation from Joe Biden to celebrate their blowout victory in the national championship against Texas Christian University. So the Georgia Bulldogs are not going to attend an invitation uh, by the president to come and uh, celebrate their blowout victory. Maybe it's because Joe Biden invited the losing team. I mean, maybe that, you know, let's just go ahead and just invite the guys from Texas Christian University because you know what? I mean, they deserve a trophy too, don't they? Yeah. Or maybe it's because uh, they would have been fed better when Donald Trump was there. He would have had all sorts of Wendy's and McDonald's and all sorts of stuff there. It would have been, uh, been pretty cool. Here's another funny headline today that was sent by my, uh, my producer, Ken, who I like to call... Uh, Redneck MacGyver, for a number of reasons, but he's also a great producer. 
Swastika Mountain is being renamed Mount Halo in honor of a historical tribal leader. Swastika Mountain... <laughs> yes, Swastika, Swastika Mountain still existed, like, last week. <laughs> Just, it's hilarious. It's not even in Germany. Listen, so Swastika Mountain... <laughs> Located in a remote part of the Umpqua National Forest outside Eugene, Oregon, has officially been renamed Mount Halo after a local indigenous leader. So uh, until last week, apparently people were still saying, hey, honey, let's go ahead and pack a picnic and climb Swastika Mountain. (laughs) You know, the, the George Floyd protesters are sitting there going, how the hell did we miss that? How would we got rid of Mrs. Butterworth? We got rid of Uncle Ben. We got rid of the Washington Redskins. We got rid of every statue of Christopher Columbus and every Confederate leader. And we missed Swastika Mountain. How in the hell did we miss Swastika Mountain? The U.S. Board of Geographic Names approved the change for Swastika Mountain on April 13th of 2023. The new title, Mount Halo, pays tribute to Chief Halito of the Yonkala Kalapaya tribe, which, you know, I mean, until you've seen one of their powwows, you've not seen. Anyway, the mountain, uh, which stands just shy of uh, of 4,200 feet in elevation, made headlines twice in 2022. You want to know what the headlines were? No, not, hey, guys, there's a mountain called Swastika Mountain. That wasn't the headline. No, 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 no. The first headline was that state and local, uh, first on a state and local level, when two missing teens were rescued by a Coast Guard helicopter on New Year's Day. <clears throat> so they, I guess the, the live shot was like, well, we're here hovering. We're going to try and rescue these two teens who were uh, lost on Swastika Mountain. And uh, there we go. And then the other headline was when a 81-year-old Joyce McLean petitioned to have the peak renamed last summer. Last summer. So uh, Swastika Mountain <laughs> will be named Uncle Ben Mountain. No, actually, it's going to be renamed uh, <clears throat> Halo Mountain after uh, the uh, yeah, all of that stuff. Oh, uh, Byron Donalds, he's a, a freshman lawmaker, and he's making a huge impact in Washington, D.C. He grabbed the mic this morning because today we found out that the uh, Biden family got millions of dollars from our enemies. They got a million dollars from Romania, got $10 million in cash after Hunter Biden set up 15 LLCs after his dad became the VP. Yeah, all of that stuff. And apparently there's a whistleblower who says that uh, everybody knew about this. The FBI knew about it and everything, and they just kind of let it go. Kind of funny. Uh, first payments that uh, that Joe Biden uh, and his family received when Joe Biden was the VP, uh, uh, just weeks after uh, he hosted Romanian President Klaus Johannes at the White House, and they discussed their anti-corruption thing. Biden family accounts gained $1.083 million from Robinson Walker LLC in a series of 17 deposits, 16 of which were made while Biden was still in the White House. The payments were to associate it's James Gillier, Hunter Biden, Hallie Biden, who's a teacher, just like Jill, Owasco LLC, and an unknown Biden bank account. We don't know when that one is yet. 
March 16th, Comer released a First Bank Records memorandum detailing a payment of $3 million in 2017 received by Biden family associate Rob Walker from a CEFC China Energy linked firm, State Energy HK Limited, which is kind of funny because Joe Biden flew with Hunter Biden to China in 2013 and came back and Hunter Biden was put in charge of a $1.5 billion hedge fund, which was affiliated with said Chinese energy company. Other than that, uh, nothing really to see here. About a million bucks of that money was then passed from Walker to several Biden family members, including Halley, in more than 15 incremental payments. Here is uh, Byron Donalds this morning, as promised. And since Joe Biden has spent decades in the Senate, served eight years as vice president, and is now president of the United States, and the family's getting money from various countries and foreign businesses through various shell companies and this web of LLCs. I mean, guys, you in the press. This is easy pickings. I'm giving you Pulitzer stuff here. Yes. Like, all you have to do is... Wait, wait a minute. Didn't, didn't like the New York Times get a Pulitzer for Russia collusion, even though it was proven that there was no Russia collusion, and they still haven't given back the prize? We look at our memo and see the <laughs> wow. level of detail upon which they have created oh. this. And it's very, it's very, very frustrating. We have now been able to clearly see that the Biden's associates, like Rob Walker, Eric Sherman, has been discussed, created at least 16 oh. companies while Joe Biden was vice president of the United States. 16 companies created while he was vice president. Now the list is 20, and as we continue our investigation, that list is growing. It is uh, remarkable, isn't it? Isn't it amazing? Aren't you glad to be alive right now? Aren't you glad to see this coming out? The abject corruption of our deep state like we never imagined. The agencies that were celebrated on TV and in movies as somehow these pillars of law enforcement. And we are discovering they're just one-sided political tools. It is a remarkable time. It is a remarkable time that has brought you and I together to find out all of this, it's, uh, it's absolutely magnificent. And these are the seeds of the new American Revolution. And this is why I'm so optimistic. This is why I come to the mic every day and say, you know what? Better days are ahead of us. We're going to go over some bumps. See, there's a lot of abuses and usurpations that have happened. And there's even more coming. But look what's happening. The influence of the major media is plummeting. Uh, We found out that Twitter was nothing more than a tool of the state. Facebook, the same thing. Instagram, the same thing. We found out all of this. We found out in the last few weeks that every time the government called what you think misinformation or disinformation, well, they were lying. They were trying to shut you up. They were trying to control your speech, and they did it pretty well. (laughs) They, They really did it very well. And the sickening thing is that we had people who could have just said, no, we're not going to just spew the party line. We're going to, I don't know, maybe investigate and find out if these allegations are true rather than cover them up. But none of that happened. And so now all of those people need to be held accountable 
for what they've done to us and what they've done to the First Amendment. A little bit more from Byron Donalds about Joe Biden's LLCs and all the money his family made from foreign countries, including our enemies. All of this has happened, and Joe Biden is aware. Nobody in this room can logically sit here and say that the President of the United States had no idea that these companies were being formed while he was Vice President of the United States. And I will add you, he was in probably a better mental shape then than he is today. Yeah, because his brain is kind of disintegrated. And so what this committee is going to continue to do is pursue this investigation. We are going to continue to document, and we're going to provide that information to all of you in the press. So to help you, and frankly, you know, like Congresswoman May said, and probably help the DOJ along with their investigation. One quick note, it's interesting that the Department of Justice has been investigating Hunter Biden for quite some time, and we seem to just never really get anywhere. And so I think that's also interesting as well. I wonder what's going on at the Department well, of Justice. Well, I don't know. Well, maybe they're corrupt. Yeah. In fact, I'll just go ahead and say, yeah, they're corrupt. Here's Jim Gossett. All the crooked Bidens have always been a close family. When they make a dirty deal, the big guy gets a nice fee. No other show does satire like show this. Show must get his cut. Yeah, that's their one condition. Raking in dough to Hunter and Joe is a family tradition. Woo-hoo. Folks ask him, why do you drink? And why do you snort coke? If your name weren't Biden, you would be flat broke. Flat broke. Your Uncle James, he's a crook too. He's always under suspicion. Why is that? Crime we know to Hunter and Joe. It's a family tradition. Obama was in on it too, most probably. The new house can't bend. They must end this family tradition. There you go. So you got all that going on. And then, uh, oh, oh, there's something else, too. There's something else I, I forgot about. This is Senator Ron Johnson talking about some of the stuff that was on Hunter Biden's laptop that is absolutely indisputable. Uh, one thing that we don't talk enough about, uh, I know President Biden's just so proud of his son, but let's, you know, we have the evidence that Hunter Biden paid for, paid tens of thousands of dollars for prostitutes that were sex trafficked through an international sex trafficking ring. Oh. I mean, I mean, yes, ick. And President... Oh, it's much worse than ick. Biden, during about a four or five month period, offered to pay for about $100,000 of, of Hunter Biden's bills when he was spending tens of thousands of dollars on these women. You guys take PayPal? Do you, it pay anything? No? Okay. For sex traffic. Uh, Dad, could you send me about $10,000? Now, if, if that is at a minimum morally reprehensible and wrong, and the president's defending that, and the media isn't even looking well, into it. Well, wouldn't that be a felony? I mean, if you're I doing business with a sex trafficking ring, that that's more than ethically offensive. It is grotesque, but the media doesn't concentrate on it. We had that in our report. We, we had the, the business, the, the financial training. Yeah, Ron Johnson knew this stuff years ago, but they kept shutting him down. His actions proving it. It wasn't until the Republicans took over the House that all this came out. James Comer does the same thing. But again, it's, it, it is so icky. It's so reprehensible. It is. People don't want to talk about it, but it's just galling to hear the president talk about how proud he is of Hunter. And he, he, he enables this. 
he enables it by propping up his son, both in, in terms of those types of words as well as financially. It's yeah, it. yeah, it's uh, it's pretty bad. I mean, honestly, I mean, uh, I don't know how you uh, how you could live like this. <laughs> I really don't know. I mean, what is wrong with you? What sort of void in your soul do you have? that you would put your own personal interest above your country in such a way as to sell out to our worst enemies. It really is. Uh, it's stunning. It really is. And, and I'm hoping that this will result in a top-down, uh, uh, cut the head off of the serpent of the federal government. I mean, honestly, wow, just wow. Now, coming up, uh, Tony Blinken set Russian disinformation claim to, uh, to get a letter signed by... Uh, by intelligence officials to say that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation to throw the election. I've got details on the CIA's involvement now. Coming up, the number's 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. What you do in your bedroom is your business. What you do to our country is ours. It's The Rob Carson Show. There's a reason why Webster made Gaslight the uh, word of the year for last year. Uh, and it's because we've been gaslit about everything. We've been told that we're crazy to think that Joe Biden is corrupt. We've been told we were crazy for believing that the uh, <laughs> that the COVID uh, virus came from a lab in Wuhan, China. We've been told that we are you're crazy, you're crazy for doing it. We've been told, and remember originally that we were told that CRT isn't being taught in school. What the hell are you talking about? It didn't know CRT in schools, and now they're defending CRT in schools. Now they're saying it's a great thing. I mean, think about all of the things that you have been lied to. You've been told that, uh, that you, you knew in your heart were absolutely right, but you were told to shut up. You were told that you are an agent of misinformation and disinformation. And look what's happening now. All of it is being proven true. All of it is being proven true. We know that the CIA uh, conspired with the Biden campaign, helped produce a letter calling Hunter Biden's laptop disinformation, wanted it approved in a rush before the 2020 election. The House Judiciary Committee is set to unveil a report called the Hunter Biden Statement, how senior intelligence community officials and the Biden campaign worked to mislead American voters. It alleges that the letter was a political operation to help elect Joe Biden in November of 2022. That letter, of course, was signed by 51 intel officials in 2020, falsely claiming that Hunter Biden's laptop had all the classic earmarks of Russian disinformation. Yeah. One signer of the statement, former CIA analyst David Carrions, disclosed to the committee that a CIA employee, and this is the CIA connection, listen, a CIA employee affiliated with the agent's pre-publication classification review board, that means censor before it can be printed, informed him of the existence of the statement and asked if he would sign it. The CIA employee allegedly asked Karens if he would sign the statement to which he agreed. October 19th of 2020, Mike Morell allegedly sent the CIA a final version of the letter to pre-publication classification for review and called it a rush job so it could be approved. 
The report, which will be published uh, today in connection with the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence and the House Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government, reveals that former Director of National Intelligence James Clapper provided editorial advice to strengthen the verbiage to cover up the lie even further. And then on October 18th, emails included in the report show Clapper emailing Mike Morrell his intention to sign on to the letter. Quote, I have one editorial suggestion for the letter. I think it would strengthen the verbiage if you say that this has all the classic earmarks of a Soviet Russian information operation rather than the feel of a Russian operation. Morell replied that Clapper's suggested, uh, suggestion was uh, uh, accepted and it was a good one. Then, Vice President uh, candidate Joe Biden cited it in a debate with Donald Trump just a few days after its publication on October 22nd, my birthday, 2020, to deflect scrutiny of his son's alleged foreign influence peddling schemes. The uh, then National Director of Intelligence, John Ratcliffe, he's a good guy, said at that time that Hunter Biden's laptop was actually not part of a Russian disinformation campaign and had made that clear to the FBI and the larger intelligence community. Of course, he was ignored by the FBI because they're crooked as the day is long. And so's the CIA. Yeah. Jim Jordan says the Biden campaign took active measures to discredit the allegations about Hunter Biden by exploiting the national security credentials of former intelligence officials. That's what happened, kids. That's what happens. I've got more details on this. Also, lots of audio from the great John Solomon. Your phone calls as well at 800-922-6680 on The Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. Big news from the app world. Millions have downloaded the Newsmax app. It's one of the most popular apps on both iPhones and Android devices. Plus, it's free. So go to your app store now and you'll get easy access to Newsmax.com for top news. Plus, you can watch Newsmax TV anytime, anywhere. And remember to sign up for app notifications so you never miss a breaking news alert from Newsmax. Download the free app now. Takes just seconds. Newsmax TV. Watch us anytime, anywhere. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of The Rob Carson Show. We've got uh, James Rosen from Newsmax going to be joining us very shortly. Uh, And by the way, if you want to sound off on uh, Newsmax poll about Tucker Carlson, you know, he said he's going to go on Twitter, and and that's fine. Uh, but he hasn't really signed a deal with Twitter. He hasn't. There's no financial thing. Uh, Elon Musk is saying, hey, welcome. You know, it's fine, but you're going to be subject to the same rules, et cetera. So there's no uh, quid pro quo with regard to uh, whatever. It's going to be great for Twitter uh, unless you're a complete uh, leftist and you're very disappointed because now Twitter is not just a echo chamber for your nonsense. Uh, if you want to text the word event to 39747, 39747, uh, then they're going to take into account, uh, what do you think? Do you think Tucker would be great on Newsmax? Uh, we'd like to hear. And uh, Newsmax is just kicking butt, guys. i got to tell you, I, I did turn over to CNN last night to watch the uh, town hall. Uh, first time I'd watched CNN uh, and not be in an airport in years. 
<laughs> and it was uh, it was interesting. I did just post a video, not only thoughts of uh, the CNN town hall on all my social media, including Twitter at Rob Carson Show, but I also put up a. Uh, a, a comment about Diane Feinstein being wheeled into our nation's capital, and I got to tell you, uh, it is it is such a sickening display to know that there are those handlers of hers who would push this infor- infirmed woman who's p- close to ninety years old in a wheelchair, can barely speak, left side of her face uh, completely, the eye can't open one of her eyes. I mean, think about this. Dear God in heaven, what in the hell is going on? Uh, and and I have a new I have a new uh, uh, b- bellwether for those who are going to be in public office. All right, and with the exception of you know maybe a physical issue related to an injury, uh, if you can't wipe your own butt, you probably shouldn't be a senator. And and I hate to be uh, very terse about this, but I have watched people, uh, you know, and if you've been on the planet a while, you know that those who were born before you age and, and uh, ultimately there is a decline and an end of your life. Some people get there much later. My mother was 91 and a half, almost 92 years old when she died. Her body gave out. Her brain didn't give out. You know, my, my wife's grandmother died at not just shy of her 100th birthday. She was able to bend over, literally, at 93, touch her elbows on the floor. Don't ask me what, maybe it was a, a party game in the 1920s when she was a flapper. But what, but Diane Feinstein is not going to rally, all right? Joe Biden is not going to rally. Yesterday we saw Joe Biden being led off stage. He had no bleeping idea where he is. And, and honestly, this is, and I hashtagged the video of Dianne Feinstein, me talking about it, as a hashtag elder abuse. Because it is a, a sickening display putting politics ahead of, of this, this, the end of this woman's life being broadcast, her not being able to be uh, able to even communicate. And yet the Democrat Party considers her a senator in good stead. And I think it's pretty sad. I really, really do. There but by the grace of God go I. Many of us will face that same fate. Um, and, and I certainly do not ha- cast any dispersions, aspersions on her for being aged. But there is a point where you just have to say, this is ridiculous. Put somebody in there who can actually do the job. And I'm just, I'm, I, obviously, they're not going to put a Republican in there. And so does it really benefit me in any way, shape, or form to replace Dianne Feinstein with another Democrat, somebody who is, uh, has, is of sound mind and body? No, it doesn't benefit me. It doesn't benefit the Republican cause. It doesn't benefit conservatism. But dear God in heaven, can we at least do a hat tip to common sense and decency? How about that? Unbelievable, unbelievable. Last night, uh, the CNN Town Hall at uh, St. Anselm College, New Hampshire. Apparently, uh, people in the audience were Trump voters or independents or people who are undeclared, not necessarily. Guys, did you really think that CNN would be able to pack the room with sycophantic Trump supporters exclusively? I mean, really? And, and I got to tell you, and I'll just tell you this, and, and, and I, uh, I'm not trying, this is a, a separate from what happened during the hour and 15 minutes that Donald Trump was on. I give credit to CNN for doing it. I think that was big. I really do. If uh, Newsmax decided to uh, do a town hall with Joe Biden, which would never happen, uh, I would watch it.
And so I give them credit for doing it. I questioned why they didn't put what I would consider an A-lister as the host of it. I don't know if they're trying to get a younger viewership. I don't know what was going on. Caitlin Collins was out of her depth, I think, on everything. And I think Trump looked like a, a seasoned statesman with a lot of knowledge and experience. And she looked like uh, a petulant person with talking points fresh out of J school, trying to get him to either, to either filibuster him, debate him, or get him to echo her talking points, give her her quote. And he never did that. Here is uh, another, another attempt at, at uh, trying to get Donald Trump to say what she wanted, what CNN wanted, which is, I don't trust the elections and I don't care what happens, I'm going to go ahead and say that the election was won by me. But listen to his response about the 2024 election. Or race. If you are the Republican nominee and you are in that 2024 race, will you commit tonight to accepting the results of the 2024 election? Yeah, if I think it's an honest election, there absolutely you go. I would. Will you commit to accepting the results? Okay, there's the one. I remember when I was telling you she, she does it like uh, you're, you're at a, a Norwegian's house getting dessert. They always offer it three times. And, and they want to get the answer they want until you finally say, okay, I'll have a little bit. That's fine. That's what she wanted. Didn't work. And absolutely I would. Will you commit to accepting the results of the election regardless of the outcome? Do you want me to answer it again? If I think it's an honest election, I would be honored to. And right now, we are so far ahead of both Democrat and Republican. And you know what? If I don't win, this country is going to be in big trouble. It's so sad to see what's happening. But no commitment there on the... There's the third time. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Accepting the results regardless of the it's, outcome. If it's an honest election, correct, but, I will. Okay, so not committing to accepting the 2020 election results or acknowledging what happened in 2020. He was literally pointing at the, her going, what's up with this? Um, here's, here's what I would have said to that. If I knew that the FBI and the CIA were involved in creating a, uh, an intel letter to cover up uh, a, a laptop of Hunter Biden showing political corruption, of course I wouldn't accept the results of the election. Hakaboom! There you go. Because uh, the federal government's involvement in shutting down the Hunter Biden laptop story six weeks ahead of the election, okay, that also with Tony Blinken, Mike Morrell, creating this intel letter signed by 51 intel officials saying, while knowing that the, uh, the laptop was real, saying that it was Russian disinformation, that's election interfering. And that's where I would have, done, as Donald Trump said, if that happened again, oh, hell no, I wouldn't accept the, the uh, election as legit. Let's go to Guy Lee in Sacramento. Hello there, Guy Lee. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Yes, sir. I want to ask you two questions. I want to tell you two questions. What the first one is, I want to say thank you for being on the radio and on um, the Newsmax. Thank you. And uh, that you're, you're um, on Rush. We were trying to find a news station to watch. But uh, since we found you on the radio station, we, you, we love you very much, me and my wife. But what the thank question you. is I want to ask you is, is the CNN town hall, yes. uh, Trump, ate her for lunch yeah. because everything she was saying and she, and he kept on answering telling the same question and she kept on asking it over and over and over and over and he gave her the same he gave the same answer hey i can't tell you this so i just wanted to call to say you know trump was awesome on the town hall and he just really i mean 
I couldn't believe it. He just well, really uh, tore her up. <laughs> yeah, Guy Lee, one thing you'd notice that, that she'd keep repeating the same thing. Then after he answered the question again the same way, she thought by just spewing her talking point at the end that she'd proven her point. That's not the case. Just because you get the last word in doesn't mean you win the argument. And so she tried that again and again and again, and she just did a face plant every single time. Guy Lee, uh, let me ask you this. As a, as a person who's, how long have you lived in California, and why are you still living there? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, <laughs> why I'm still living in California is because we have a house, me and my wife, and she, we're not young, so we, we're, we're debating about we want to leave, but we don't know where to go to because, you know, it, it's Sacramento is a hellhole. Hole. Yeah, yeah. And I hate the governor we have and there's this, all this Democrat. Uh, Democrats is destroying California, and I'm so upset about it because I'm I've been here for almost I was born in Texas, but I've been in California since my dad was in the military for almost the rest of my life, almost uh, 64 years. So it's hard to t- take off, but I love to get out of California, but I don't know where to go. You know, where where do we start a new life? It's not easy. It's not easy to do, bro. Uh, hey, man, I appreciate you listening. Please spread the word with other Californians, will you, about the radio and the TV show, okay? I do. I tell everybody about Newsmax, and we want you for an hour or two hours. We're working on that. But, we're working on that, bro. We're working on that. Talk to you soon. You know, uh, they were talking last night. Will you concede the election? Will you concede the election? Let me just remind you of the last, I don't know, six years. Let's see. Seven years. You can run the best campaign you can even become the nominee, and you can have the election stolen from you. How can you win with Russian interference, though? That's, That's a real what thing. I'm scared about no, in 2020. But, but rightly. Because right. I think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win. So how do you, you know, fight against that in 2020? You are absolutely right. He's an illegitimate president in my mind. Would you be my vice presidential candidate? <laughs> So it's okay for everybody in the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party and Deep State to say that 2016 was fraudulent. But when Donald Trump says, yeah, you know what, if I think the election in 2024 is on the up and up, I'll absolutely concede defeat. And they get all butthurt about it. That's a double standard. Absolutely ridiculous. This is, uh, oh, Byron Donalds just owned it last night on CNN. Here is uh, Byron Donalds last night talking about uh, uh, the 2020 rehash and why they keep going back to it. Can I just ask? Or the facts. Go ahead. You do acknowledge Donald Trump lost the 2020 election, correct? Again, we're going to continue to talk about 2020? No, I mean, it's a direct question. Hold on. Let me tell you you why most voters are, frankly, kind of tired of y'all bringing this up. Inflation, border. You, you yes. don't have the courage to express your America. opinion about I'm a Republican voter. I'm a Republican voter. Voters want to talk about inflation, election. the border, fentanyl, the debt ceiling, foreign policy. Yeah, they want to talk about those things. But as she kept going back to these talking points, E. Jean Carroll, uh, the, uh, the 2020 election, January the 6th, all of that stuff. And I want to play something real quick for you. This is Rush Limbaugh, one, if not his last show, one of his last shows. And I'm not. I'm just going to let it, let him talk to you, because I don't want you to think, oh, Rob Carson's a partisan. He just loves Donald Trump. He wants to give uh, Donald Trump a sloppy whatever the hell. Uh, here is what Rush Limbaugh had to say about Trump and his followers. I know they desperately want Trump gone, and I I know that they desperately want it codified that Trump cannot run again. Because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. 
Uh, Trump, 75 million, 80 million votes. And I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas. Boom! They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again, which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They believe that they can, they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow make Trump look bad, make Trump look like a reprobate, embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it because you came before Trump. There you go. The greatest voice in the history of talk radio. One of his last broadcasts. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. His first grade teacher said he talked out of turn. Worse after he's missed a day. Well, things haven't changed. It's The Rob Carson Show. All right. We've got uh, much to get to, including uh, James Rosen from Capitol Hill this morning. He's a uh, Newsmax Reporter on the scene talking about uh, what's going on with our southern border, the expiration of Title 42 tonight. Alejandro Mayorkas uh, on uh, Newsmax right now trying to cover his uh, little uh, rear end. Um, uh, unbelievable. Uh, it's just uh, remarkable. And I, I understand how you feel helpless when you see what's happening. This is uh, abuse like we've never seen before particularly of people in, uh, in Texas and, and every person. I don't care how close to the border you are. You deserve your sovereignty and security to be protected by the federal government. And those closest to the, uh, to the border are the most abused and, uh, and the most hurt by it. And they live it every day. And so if you're listening in a border town like El Paso, uh, I believe help is on the way. I really do. Right now, spiritual help is right there with you. And sooner or later, we're going to get this turned around. And I am sorry for what these uh, jackasses in Washington, D.C. are doing to you. Uh, it, is, uh, it is the worst. And I have said this before. The abuses and usurpations cited by the signers of the Declaration of Independence pale by comparison to what our federal government is doing to us right now in every way, shape, or form, whether that be this uh, sick relationship with China, whether that be uh, making us energy dependent on places like Venezuela, whether this be a de facto war with, uh, with Russia, whether this be the lies about COVID and not holding China responsible for it. I can go on and on, but honestly, it is frustrating as hell, and, and I know that a great awakening is, is underway. I know in my heart that a great awakening is underway, and, and we're seeing it. We're seeing it every day. Tucker Carlson leaves, uh, leaves Fox. Why did Tucker leave Fox? Well, I know why he was fired, but, but why the reaction? Why did people go, okay, screw Fox, we're leaving. Half of the audience leaving because they looked at Tucker Carlson as one of the increasingly few to speak truth to power and not be told that something is disinformation when it actually is a credible news story, when it actually there's something to it, when something needs to be investigated. We uh, saw on the Monday, the uh, March the 5th or 6th, uh, Hunter Biden uh, released some of the inside of the, the Capitol video January 6th. You're bringing up January 6th. Oh, hell yeah, I am. And when I see all the video inside that or, you know, all whatever, uh, most I'm not going to be able to see all 16,000 hours, but I want to know. I want to know more. I know that first day before Chuck Schumer said take down the video, it... Uh, 
it, it, it exonerated the protesters from supposedly killing a police officer. It also uh, proved that, uh, that uh, one, uh, one protester was murdered by a police officer. All right. It also proved that Jacob Chansley was let in. He was supposedly this QAnon shaman. He not only warned people, don't go in. Donald Trump says, don't go in. But once when he got in, he was being led around like a celebrity and ultimately led into the well of the Senate by security, taking selfies with him. And he went up and he did a speech at the podium praising the police. That was just the first day. And then Chuck Schumer said, shut it down. So there you go. Uh, here's oh this is funny this is Jake Tapper I, I want to do uh, I kept thinking of the the movie A Christmas Story when the bully is uh, beating up Ralphie and he goes hey cry baby you want to cry come on cry baby right before uh, Ralphie smacked him in the face here's Chuck or here is uh, Jake Tapper thanks everyone you're looking there at St Anselm College in Manchester New Hampshire tonight's CNN Town Hall moderated by Caitlin Collins the first of the 2024 presidential campaign is now in the books good evening from New York. Oh, from Washington, and it was an interesting night. Uh, Mr. Trump's first lie was told just seconds into the night with his false familiar claim that the 2020 election was, quote, a rigged election. And the falsehoods kept coming fast. No, no, it's, it's what you call misinformation or disinformation. This is his opinion. All right. This is his opinion. Uh, you know, I, there are a lot of improprieties with the election, including, I don't know, the FBI and CIA being involved in shutting down Hunter Biden's laptop story. And furious about the January 6th insurrection, about the threat to Vice President Pence, about Pence's ability to overturn the election, about COVID, about the economy and more. He, called well, he was right about COVID. The black law enforcement officer, a thug. He said people here in Washington. Oh, too bad. You know, people who shoot people point blank, regardless of the color, they're thugs. D.C. at Chinatown. Don't speak English? Yeah, because China's infiltrating our government and giving millions of dollars to our president, you doofus. This is the same stuff. He's just spewing off the same things that CNN, the deep state, have said is disinformation and misinformation. And we know that it's true. A little bit more on this. And, of course, uh, James Rosen next from CNN with regard to the southern border. Don't go anywhere. Joe Biden and the Democrats caused a 40-year high inflation. When factories that make these ships shut down, ships shut down. Because we're not stupid. It's the Rob Carson Show. We hope to get uh, James Rosen from Newsmax on the uh, line here just one second. He's very busy. He's on Capitol Hill covering the uh, the southern border. I uh, in, in the meantime, I have a little uh, musical offering. I know you like these. Jim Gossett actually put something together because, you know, Diane Feinstein was wheeled back to Capitol Hill. Her half of her face uh, uh, numb, not, op- not able to open an eye, being wheeled into Capitol Hill at age 89 after being off for months, uh, infirmed with supposedly the shingles. And uh, Jim put this together. I like to say, if you can't wipe your own rear end, you shouldn't be in the Senate. Calls are growing for Senator Dianne Feinstein to resign right now. A little ditty about Mitch and Dianne. <laughs> staying in the Senate any way that we can. She should quit for good, it's true. Just leave the Senate, me and Fetterman too. <laughs> and Biden. I'd like to recognize the senator from Pennsylvania. Even though he doesn't recognize himself. Kicking and screaming <laughs> is the only way we'll go. Cause China pays us a whole lot of dough. Nice! Diane, 
wants temporary leave so all those big bucks she can still receive oh yeah we're hanging on though we're not well and ought to be gone oh yeah we're hanging on me and diane will never be gone i I want to dust off this uh, headline or this punchline, I should say. Uh, what does Diane Feinstein wear to the Senate every day? Depends. There you go. I believe we have James Rosen on the line. Hello. Well, yeah, well, I'm covering, of course, as the chief White House correspondent for Newsmax, the, the White House angle on this. Uh, it's an extraordinary moment for the Biden presidency. Uh, he himself, uh, the president, uh, in that extraordinary impromptu news conference um, in the Roosevelt Room on Tuesday night, Uh, When he was asked if the U.S. is ready for the expected surge in migration with the lapse of Title 42, he said flatly that it's going to be chaotic at the border for a while. Uh, And then yesterday, uh, during a series of events in uh, New York City and New York State, um, Mr. Biden held a seven-minute impromptu news conference with members of the traveling press pool when he was asked about that prediction of chaos at the border and whether it meant that, in effect, his administration wasn't ready for the ending of Title 42. Uh, and Mr. Biden rejected that inference uh, and said, look, we've had chaos at the border for a number of years. Um, he also said that um, his administration had asked Congress for more funding and didn't get it and, and added, quote, they made it harder. Uh, so in response to his own prediction of chaos at the border, the president wants us to understand a few things, Rob. Number one, yeah. uh, that that is nothing new. B, that it isn't his fault, and C, that within limits, he is working to fix it and streamline the process. Well, it's a little late to be trying to streamline the process. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Kamala Harris was put in charge of the border, and she was going to find the root causes of uh, the migration surge. Uh, Any word on that? Because she was supposed to have figured it out by now, and it doesn't appear like they even are willing to admit what the problem is. So I wouldn't say that Vice President Harris was put in charge of the border per se, but yes, at examining the root causes of illegal migration to the United States, uh, and few would survey uh, Latin America today uh, and and draw the assessment that uh, the root causes of migration, illegal migration to the United States have been uh, significantly um, dented or changed. Um, But... Uh, The administration touts the fact that uh, its negotiations with Mexico have resulted in that country uh, being willing to accept up to 30,000 deportations from the United States of illegal migrants from four countries Mm -hmm. that are causing uh, a great percentage of the illegal migration crossings, uh, those being uh, Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua, and Venezuela. Uh, So the president commends the cooperation he is receiving from the Mexican government uh, and to the extent that that reflects the vice president's input, then I suppose she regards she deserves some credit on that score. Okay. Um, there's also talk about uh, enforcing Title VIII, which uh, apparently uh, expedited deportations of migrants is what they're saying, kind of as, I guess, a latch-ditz effort to stop the flood or at least to uh, appear like they care. Uh, to stop the flood. What do you know about any uh, attempts by the administration to stop what is coming? This is not the first time that we've heard that with the, with the expiration of Title 42, which was a Trump-era pandemic rule that enabled swifter deportations, was used in approximately one million deportations per year. It's expiring at midnight tonight. 
Uh, this is not the first time that with the looming expiration of Title 42, the administration has cited its authority under Title 8 uh, to uh, continue making swift deportations. Yeah. Um, to the extent the president remains committed to that, um, it's, it, it, it is worth noting two, two additional points. One is that NBC News reported yesterday uh, that there is a policy now in place uh, following the adoption of a memo inside the Biden administration uh, whereby large numbers of migrants are going to be released into the United States without first enrolling them wow. in the usual tracking programs. And the secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, architect of the Biden administration's embattled border policies, uh, was asked about that report by an NBC News reporter at a news conference yesterday. And Mayorkas did not uh, dispute that m uh, m certain migrants will be allowed into the country without tracking programs. But he stated that it was going to be a very small minority of the total number of illegal migrants. Um, the other interesting aspect is that to the extent the president wants to use Title VIII to aggressively deport uh, illegal immigrants, um, it, it flies in the face of a campaign promise that he yes. made. Uh, and that was back in June of 2019 at the very first Democratic primary debate, which was um, hosted by NBC and MSNBC. Yeah. One of the moderators was Jose Diaz-Balart, and who asked President or then former Vice President Biden point blank, if someone comes to this country illegally and his only crime is that um, he does not have the requisite uh, immigration forms and papers, uh, should that person be deported? And then candidate Joe Biden stated flatly that person should not be the subject of deportation proceedings. Today, yeah, we're hearing yeah. the president boast about his authority under Title VIII to do exactly that. Let's uh, talk about uh, what's going on with the FBI refusing the subpoena of Congress to present the whistleblower uh, report uh, from uh, Joe Biden's vice presidency that appears to ex expose that the Biden, uh, when Joe Biden was vice president, he was getting money and his family were getting money from our foreign adversaries and some allies. What have you heard uh, with regard to the refusal by the FBI to turn over that form? So uh, there's a lot here that remains unknown, and, and, and we must caution our listeners about that. First, um, this is an allegation uh, lodged by an anonymous whistleblower whose identity, because he or she is anonymous, we don't know, uh, and whose credibility we are therefore not in a position to assess. Okay. The allegation is that there is an FBI document of some kind, uh, which we also uh, haven't seen and yeah. don't know if it really exists, that, according to the whistleblower, uh, helps establish some impropriety by uh, former Vice President Biden or, and or members of his family. Uh, and um, there has been an effort by uh, investigating committees in the House, controlled by the Republicans, to try to force the FBI to turn over this alleged document. Yeah. Um, the refusal by the FBI... Uh, as far as I understand, doesn't confirm the existence of a, such a document or confirm that it that its contents are as described. Mm -hmm. So I think we just have to wait and, and see how this plays out. Uh, also uh, on the plate today, George Santos yesterday uh, charged with a number of uh, improprieties, uh, among others, uh, misuse of campaign funds and uh, gasp shriek getting unemployment insurance while he was employed. Certainly there was none of that with uh, regard to COVID relief. But that aside, uh, I'm, I'm not defending George Santos. I think he's got some serious uh, issues. Yesterday, George Santos, though, seemed to displace all of the uh, the big
big announcement yesterday morning with regard to Jim Comer. All of the bank records exposed that show Joe Biden's family made millions and millions of dollars. Uh, What is your thought as far as uh, why the the White House is focusing on Santos and the mainstream media? Maybe this is straying into opinion, which I know you're not a big fan of doing. You like to stick to the facts. But what are your thoughts on the Santos uh, indictment yesterday? So I don't know that the White House actually did choose to focus on George Santos's indictment. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, the White House punted on that and said we wouldn't, and the president himself said anything he would say about George Santos would be interpreted as an attempt to influence the pending investigation. Yeah. The president, of course, hasn't always maintained that fastidious posture with respect to ongoing criminal investigations. He commented twice and disparagingly. Um, in 2022 about the Mar-a-Lago documents investigation. Um, George Santos has pleaded not guilty. Uh, The House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, has indicated that Mr. Santos will be permitted to remain in Congress while he fights the charges, despite uh, growing calls for his expulsion, Uh, probably a reflection of the the slimness of the uh, majority that the House Speaker uh, depends upon at this Uh point. Um, I I will say about the George Santos story, that I find it fascinating for the same reason that I found the election of, of Donald Trump fascinating in 2016, because then as now, we are widely said to exist, as we do, in a, in a, in a digital age, mm-hmm. um, an, a, an age where there is ceaselessly uh, applied to every living human, or at least those with a, a phone, um, a kind of information dragnet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that state of things is supposed to make the future somewhat predictable, mm-hmm. which is to say that uh, by all uh, objective data and metrics, Hillary Clinton was supposed to win in 2016. <laughs> yes. The election of Donald Trump uh, came as a surprise, an honest-to-God surprise. And, and we didn't think that those were possible anymore in our great digital age. <laughs> yes. And in the case of George Santos, uh, what you had was somebody, um, by his own admission, having fabricated various aspects of his campaign biography and his life story. Um, who um, who somehow escaped the great information dragnet yes. of our times yes. and prevailed and as who and, and as he put it on a subsequent uh, talk show appearance um, after he was sworn in to the Congress I got away with it um, but I guess the the latest developments suggest the potential flaws in that view of. Uh-huh his case and and how it fits into our times. There are also some uh, photos circulating of uh, George Santos in drag. And by the way, he's a better looking woman than he's a man. Uh, any word as to whether or not the possibility of a Bud Light endorsement has been jeopardized by these charges? Are we still emitting a signal? Is this thing, are we on right now? <laughs> All right, my friend, I appreciate you joining me today. Anything that we have not covered today that you're going to be uh, covering for Newsmax? Uh, no, I've been reporting on Title 42 and the president's response to that uh, extraordinary right. event at the southern border, uh, the chaos that we're already starting to see well up uh, yeah. in that region. Uh, I'm also the author of a new book, Scalia, Rise to Greatness, yes, 1936 sir. to 1986. And you can follow me on Twitter at, at James Rosen TV. All right, my friend. Have a glorious weekend. Great to talk to you. We'll talk again soon. Thank you, Rob. The All great. right, James, talk to you, buddy. Bye. The great, the great James Rosen here on uh, on the Rob Carson Show. By the way, if you want to hear the podcast of the show, I'll remind you, uh, after the show is over, we put it up a little while later, uh, just go to Newsmax.com slash listen. Uh, coming up, some bad news in housing, uh, uh, bad news with regard to inflation. <laughs> Uh, Also, I thought the most adult thing that I've heard from a politician in my entire life with regard to 
our federal debt and the possibility of a default. I, I wish I were kidding, but I'm not. The best thing that I heard, and it was last night during the town hall with CNN, that's coming up. This is the Rob Carson Show. The left burned our cities. They told us to hate America as founded. Well, we're not only saying no, we're saying hell no. It's the Rob Carson Show. So you remember that... Uh, that line from Dr. Seuss, The Grins and Stole Christmas, where it says his heart grew three times that day. Uh, that happened to Kevin McCarthy's cojones after uh, the, the uh, uh, Republicans in Congress said, uh, if you're going to be Speaker of the House, you're going to have to do what we have to say. And they did. He, did, he grew them. He did, so they grew three times that day. And, uh, and he actually foiled on Tuesday Rashida Tlaib's uh, attempt to host an event at the Capitol with anti-Israel groups that uh, decries the founding of the Jewish people or the Jewish state as a catastrophe. McCarthy said, this event at the U.S. Capitol is canceled. Instead, I will host a bipartisan discussion to honor the 75th anniversary of the U.S.-Israel relationship. Talib is a far-left squad member. She's an anti-Semite. She's uh, anti-Israel. And they had planned on having uh, nine anti-Israel groups to the Capitol Visiting Center. And they entitled it Nakba 75 and the Palestinian people, which means catastrophe is the Arabic term for the events surrounding the foundation of uh, Israel. And so McCarthy said it's wrong for members of Congress to traffic in anti-Semitic tropes about Israel. Kaboom! As long as I'm Speaker, we are going to uh, support Israel's uh, right to self-determination and self-defense unequivocally and in a partisan fashion. And he's not been able to cross his legs comfortably since. It's kind of weird how that's happened. Uh, Home prices fell 31% in the U.S., by the way. Highest uh, percentage in more than a decade. So I guess we've become a seller's market. Now we're, I guess, a buyer's market. But you really can't buy because the interest rates are so dang high. <laughs> Home prices plummeted uh, 31%. This is before, like, uh, a massive banking. Well, we are in a banking crisis, but not like the, uh, the mortgage crisis of 2008. But we're real close. We're knock, knock, knocking on it. And I know this because I uh, was a victim of it. And I say that. Because we signed a, uh, a mortgage in, uh, in good standing, uh, FDIC uh, insured and all that stuff. And uh, the malfeasance of the federal government and the uh, subprime lending debacle it caused me and my family to suffer untold amounts, uh, tens of thousands of dollars because of that. And what did they learn before this banking crisis where three of the largest banking institutions in the country have fallen in the last two months? Not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. Nearly 6 in 10 Americans say high inflation has already substantially impacted their lives. Well, no kidding. I see it every time I go to Wally World, get groceries, or my wife goes to Target. You know, it's really interesting. Uh, boy, it's, a, it's a, just a different group of people going to uh, Target, right? They're always generally women in yoga pants. They drink uh, cheap Chardonnay out of these big Yeti containers, and they drive giant SUVs. It's really weird. It's very different from my peeps at, at Walmart, I'm telling you. So 59% of Americans report that inflation has impacted them a lot. 36% have felt its impact a little. 5% say they haven't been affected at all. And they are with last names uh, Biden and Kardashian, apparently. So there you go, people being impacted by it. Last night, uh, Donald Trump talked about the, uh, the debate with regard to the debt ceiling. 
And it's something that I could never put into the perspective that he has because he is a businessman. Uh, he understands business. He, he tried very hard to make the government uh, more responsive, uh, more efficient, and he tried to in, instigate uh, some changes in the government, like getting rid of a lot of regulation. That would make it become more efficient like a business. And, uh, and here is Donald Trump last night speaking the truth to the debt ceiling. The debt ceiling is always this thing that's held above our heads. If we default, the world is going to come to an end. So you have to do what we say. You have to give us every dime we demand or the world is going to collapse. And here is what Donald Trump had to say about that. I think it's the best thing I've ever heard from a politician with regard to the reality of the debt ceiling and the threat that it always, that always comes with it. I don't believe they're going to do a default because I think the Democrats will absolutely cave because you don't want to have that happen. But it's better than what we're doing right now because we're spending money like drunken sailors. So just to be clear, Mr. President, you think the U.S. should default if the White House does not agree to the spending cuts, Republicans well, are demanding. We might as well do it now because you'll do it later. Boom. Because we have to save this country. Our country is dying. Our country is being destroyed by stupid people, by very stupid people. You once said that using the that using the debt ceiling as a negotiating wedge uh, just could not happen. You you said that when sure. you were in the That's Oval when Office. That's I was president. To, so why is it different now that you're out of office? Because now I'm not president. Boom. <laughs> Boom. That's the best thing I've heard about the debt ceiling. Might as well do it now. It's going to happen eventually. Is that, is that harsh or is it a reality? Huh. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, it's Carson. If you don't know already, I am live noon to 3 Eastern Standard Time on talk radio stations across the country. And the replay of every show is available everywhere you find podcasts. Make sure to check out my TV show on Newsmax called Rob Carson's What in the World? And above all, don't catch the stupid. 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 